Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. This episode is going to be a six-month anniversary episode. Yep, we're talking again about my toxic titties, but can you believe that it's already been six months since I've had those bags removed from my body? I truly can't. As a matter of fact, last week I did an Instagram live answering your questions on it because I the date crept up on me. I looked at the calendar and I was like, holy smokes, uh, it's uh, 922. Wow. How did, how did we get here? Because I'll tell you what, when you have them removed and you made the decision... You want it done yesterday. And I think you guys all know it was nearly a four-year process for me, right? It ended up being two at the, when I finally made the decision to the day that I got them out. And then once you have them out, it's like you're living literally hour to hour. And then all of a sudden here I am and I'm like six months. Wow. Time's a funny thing, isn't it? Okay, so my job today is to, again, educate and share uh, why I took them out, how I'm feeling today, do I have any regrets, do I miss them, am I pleased with how I look, and honestly, um, really just like, what is it going to mean going forward for me and my body, right? Okay, so... Am I pleased with how I look? Hell yeah. I have the cutest, happiest, here's Momo. Good morning, sunshine. The cutest, happiest little boobies. They're they're the boobies that I was meant to be born with, I think. Like if God had issued me these boobs, your girl would have been just fine from the get-go. <laughs> Remember, I never had great breasts to begin with. They always look like little dog ear flaps. And they just, I had big nipples. They were pointing towards the ground. They just weren't like aesthetically pleasing to me. I never felt very comfortable. And so the reason I put implants in 17 years ago. Oh, time out. Do you guys remember the dogs all got kennel cough? Because Clodog had gone to daycare. And we're two weeks out from that exposure and we're still dealing with like reverse sneezings and snots and stuff that's it's brutal so can't escape it um if you've never heard a french bulldog reverse sneeze it's scary af um it's not life-threatening but it definitely will like three for a loop if you've never heard it okay so i got the implants and so my doctor and I were like, let's do implants first. See if that gives you the projection, the fullness you want. Because again, it looked like I had breastfed four babies. They just were deflated. I didn't feel confident. We did the implants. Didn't give me the look I desired. So then we ended up going and doing an anchor lift. Okay. So then we come out of it and I was really pleased. I was really pleased with my look. I thought they, you know, fit my body and... I probably went from like a small B cup to maybe like a really full C, small D. And at the time, I, pr- I probably weighed, um, 
I don't know, about 10 pounds less than I weigh now, actually. And so, but I was a different body proportion because I wasn't lifting heavy. So I was very curvy. It gave me, I was always like an apple shape. Not apple, sorry. I was always like a pear shape. And so this gave me like this nice kind of hourglass figure and balanced me out. So I was like, yeah, she feeling her curves. This is it. Feeling good. <clears throat> Nobody told me that they were going to be toxic. Nobody told me that I was going to need to replace them every 10 years. Nobody told me I should be getting imaging on them at a frequency of either one or three years. Nobody told me any of this stuff. All I was concerned about was I was told I would probably have to replace them after 20 years. And then, you know, I was just worried that something was going to rupture. Now I had mentor uh, textured silicone implants. Textured silicone are the implants that are most commonly associated with breast implant-related breast cancers. They had only found one type of cancer um, at the time when I had made the decision, here's Frank, um, to take my implants out. They just recently, last week, have found more cancers associated with breast implant illness. What the fuck? Yeah, some squamous cell carcinomas. Not just the lymphomas. I mean, you you watch. I took these out when I did. I am so glad I made that decision for myself. How I can't imagine voluntarily putting something in my body knowing there's potential for it to cause me cancer. I mean, like, that's one of the reasons I never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. Because I was like, why the fuck would I do that? How dumb. I mean, there's enough shit going around. <laughs> the last thing I need to do is, I mean, now listen, you might be like, Jacqueline Boulay Price, you drink tequila. Like, what the hell? Liver disease, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, listen, we have all of the things that we do choose. And ultimately, I did choose to put implants in my body because I was choosing vanity. I was choosing confidence. That's what it bought me at the time. You're also allowed to do those things if that's really what it's going to provide for you. Don't get it twisted, friend. Uh, I believe in plastic surgery. Go ahead and do the things you need to do to make your body feel and look its best, if that's what you want. I support you. Also, um, I need you to know that you're an adult and you get to make an educated decision. The problem I have was that stuff was not presented to me, and I probably wouldn't have done it. Here's the other thing. Um... The FDA has known about the issues with breast implants and the toxic toxicity that surrounds them and the lymphoma that was associated with them for 10 years, 10 years before they decided to put a black box warning label on them. Okay. That should scare you. So why do we have to wait to jump ship? Um, once we're getting permission from some big organization to tell you that, hey, yeah, these probably aren't the greatest. <laughs> the reason that they're starting to take this really seriously is because women are talking about it and coming forward. So if nothing else, you need to be your own advocate for your own health. I'm recording this one early. I always record my podcast early in the morning. So, And I had not finished my coffee, so I'm going to be coffee talking with you here. 
So 17 years go by. I'm do it. Somebody sends me a DM on Instagram. I have a girlfriend who gives me a book about toxic titties. And I'm like, I'm seeing the signs, okay? But I put my head in the sand. I was scared. I was like, this is going to be a surgery. I have to be ready for it. I'm going to need time. So I put it off. And I decided to not bring it to the front until COVID, <laughs> of all things. I think COVID like brought to light a lot of things for us in our lives. And then I decided it's time to get these little fuckers out. And I made that decision. And as things go, it took me six months to even get a consult appointment. And then from there, uh, it was another... Um, six months before I decided to get them out. I could have got in a little earlier, but I really looked at my life and my schedule because this is a major surgery. And I decided that I wanted to remove them when I could really recover in the best way possible. Because not only was I having an explant with a capsulectomy, which just means they're taking the capsule out, um, I was also having a fat transfer and a lip. So I knew I was going to be down for the count for some time. Okay, so we did that. Uh, explant capsulectomy uh we did the lift by the way a question i never asked or kind of did but wasn't clear on and i told you guys this in the instagram live he ended up doing a lift that provides less scarring than my previous lift so uh what i got the implants put in we did an anchor lift there's an incision underneath the breast up the lower pole of the breast and then around the areola with the type of lift that he did this time, because we knew we had to do a lift, right? We're taking out a bigger implant. We're making my chest smaller. Uh, the skin has been stretched, not only from the implant, but of course I've gained and lost weight over the period of time. And it, that's why I'm telling you guys this. Number one, um, my most listened to episodes are about my toxic titties. Don't know if you know that. Number two, a lot of you out here are wondering... If I lose weight, what's my body going to look like? I've considered plastic surgery. Um, is that going to make me happy? What are the risks that are going along with it? Or I have implants and I've lost weight and I'm thinking about getting them put in or they've changed and I want to get updated. You don't even understand the amount of DMs that I've gotten from women, men too, but women specifically who've, who've said and asked all those questions or said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm choosing not to because of you sharing your story. Or what are my other options? So it's why I'm here. Okay, so I hope that if you don't find this episode helpful for you, maybe you can share it with a friend. Okay, it you never know where it's going to go. I recently had a friend got diagnosed with breast cancer. And this is someone who has said, you know, I've watched you share and I have strength. Um, I'd also like to know like what my options are. She's like, I don't know. I've worked really hard to remove a lot of toxicity from my life, from my personal care products, from, you know, moving my body more in the gym and getting strong and eating well. And I don't think I really want to put implants in. I'm not sure. What do you think my options might be? You know, I saw that you did this procedure. So if I had never shared, this person probably would have never came up and shared with me what's personally going on for her. We need all the support we can get in this world. In the day and age where, especially, I don't know, the internet's a funny place, right? And you might not be able to find the person 
in your neighborhood or next door or at your church or in the pickup line for school who wants to really go deep and heavy with you. But for some weird reason, I can definitely show my boobies on Instagram and and build relationships with people all around the world. Don't ask me how that's working uh, or why it's worked that way, but it does. And it did. And I couldn't be more thrilled about that. Because guess what? You're leaving an impact. You're giving an opportunity to somebody. You might be helping somebody you never even knew. Okay, let's get back to the boob talk. Chatson, Dr. Chatson, I actually have my follow-up with him tomorrow. I'm really excited to see him. I'm excited to see what he has to say. He created the body that uh, I'm really pleased with. With the scarring, so this is the thing that I never really was crystal clear on. There's two things in my surgery I wasn't crystal clear on. Um, how he was going to do the lift. Now, I remember looking back how he described it. It's basically called a circumareolar lift. And it think of like a bucket bag where you have like the opening and you have this purse string. And then you pull the purse string and it kind of cinches up. That's what he did with this lift. So you're missing the incision from the underneath of the breast to the areola. So you're missing this under the lower pole, what we call, of the breast um, incision. So really, you're going to ultimately end up with a breast where you don't really see any incisions because there's a one underneath the breast where it's still covering the, um, the breast is hanging down over it. And then you have the one around the areola, which ends up fading. They all fade. But... I'm going to be really pleased because as I continue to heal, the scars are looking really good. And you probably won't be able to tell, which is pretty awesome. Okay. Um, And then where the drain holes were going to be. I assumed, and I can't believe I didn't ask this question because I asked so many freaking questions. I assumed that the holes were going to be at the end of my incisions underneath my breast because that's where I'd seen a lot of other women have theirs done. But mine were actually kind of put... I call it in my back. They were kind of put in my, where your latissimus dorsi is, your lap muscles, kind of like if you were to rest your arm down by your side, like the back of your tricep in between like your middle ribs, that's where they were. And I realized that's where they were when I woke up from surgery. I woke up and I'm like, what the fuck is in my back? That was my first thought. (laughs) And I was like, what is that? And then uh, lo and behold, there they were. And I was like, oh my God. I'm going to have another set of scars. This sucks. I was actually really upset. A lot of people were like, you're going to be fine. Calm down. Um, And they're going to fade more than you think. And sure enough, they have. They are just tiny little purple circles that are fading day by day as I continue to apply like my special essential oil mixture to them. And... They probably, and I really was careful over the summer, like I didn't expose them to sun or anything. And I think that they're going to be just fine. Okay. All right. So uh, that's the word on the scars. That's the word on the incisions. Uh, Nothing got infected. Nothing's really um, raised. Ultimately, I'm really pleased. I did mention on the right side of my breast, one of the under under boob incisions comes in just a little bit further than my left side. And if I wear a swimsuit, like a smaller triangle top, uh, you could probably see a tiny bit of that incision. 
So I'm just a little more cautious. I pull the top in a little bit more. I wore a really deep cut V for Jonathan's birthday party. Couldn't see it because the tissue hangs down just enough. So I'm not too frustrated or disappointed with that. The one thing I will tell you is that the liposuction scars. So what I mean by that is the area, and there's six of them, where the liposuction cannula entered my body to do the fat retrieval, those little holes, uh, all six of those are raised, some more than others. So they all feel like there's a little pee underneath my skin. That frustrates me. One of them is really bad in particular, the one on my left upper hip, because that's the one that's most exposed. And then one of my right upper hip is uh, hiding with a tattoo. And then there's two that are lower inside of my bikini line. And then there's two that are in my gluteal crease. So you can't see them. But like, if I were to lay face down like on a beach chair, you might say, oh, does Jacqueline have a zit on her butt? Which is kind of gross, I think. I look at Jonathan, I'm like, does it look like I got a pimple back there? He's like, kind of, yeah. I'm like, ugh. Like perpetual. <laughs> It sucks because again, all of those are discolored as well. They're all purple right now. So I'm hopeful that those start to fade. I will ask Dr. Chatson about those and the raised nature of them and see if there's anything we could do. I had been gua shaing them at times. I did some cross fiber friction to try to break up the scar tissue. Um, when we have our conversation tomorrow, I'm going to just ensure that I can continue to do that. I may um, have a red light, so we're going to start doing some red light therapy, and that's kind of the plan of attack there. I haven't done anything else detox-wise. I have not done any detox protocols. I've not done any special diets. Uh, I was just like, let the body heal. I didn't take any special supplements, nothing. I didn't use any special creams. I told you I used the essential oils. That's it. Because guess what? The best thing you can possibly do is be the one of the healthiest versions of yourself, like going into the surgery and then on the outside of it. The only thing I would tell you, I mean, I didn't even change, I changed my diet going into surgery. You guys know that. I removed gluten. Uh, I pulled back on dairy. I wasn't drinking. I pulled back on caffeine. Um, obviously, I'm back on all those things now. Uh, enjoyed my summer. I believe in that, you know, my doctor believed in that too. I asked him right away because there's other doctors who are like, don't drink for three months. I had somebody send me a DM. They're like, I had fat transfer and my doctor said no drinking alcohol for three months. And I said, what? <laughs> Holy shit. And I showed it to Dr. Chatsy and he's like, that sounds like a sad life. And I'm like, this is why you're my doctor. <laughs> okay. So that's me personally. Um, so I uh, definitely have enjoyed summer with tequila some red wine, some high noons, some mamitas. Okay, we're back on the caffeine too. I just drank one cup a day. I think you know that. Um, speaking of which, and I think that this is important, um, uh, my breasts are fibrotic and I've never had a mammogram and I'm 42. Okay, that is something. I never got a mammogram because, uh, well, I turned 40 during COVID, so there was that. Um, and we moved, so like the whole doctor situation, I that was up in the air. And I was no, I knew that I was going to get these implants out. So I was kind of like, mm, am I going to have a mammogram or I, getting a mammogram when you have implants is actually really challenging. And we have moved away from the place that I knew that I wanted to go. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I get these out and then get one. So that's where I'm at right now. That's the next plan of attack. Uh, just to 
make sure that everything is fine in that category. So I'll be booking that probably in the next week. Why did I talk to you about fibrotic breast tissue? Well, because it's really challenging to diagnose any kind of lumps or bumps when you have breast tissue that is lumpy and bumpy. And caffeine can exacerbate that. All right. And so there's a period of time when I was in my younger 20s that I was like, all right, let's pull off the caffeine so these aren't so bad. But again, it I don't I didn't notice like a massive difference for me. And so I was like, mm, I think I still need one cup of coffee in my life. So I do. But uh, I'm just curious to make sure that they're happy and safe and nobody's, you know, doing anything in there that they shouldn't be doing. So that's the next thing. Um, and I'm excited to have a image that is going to be really readable and that an, an implant's not going to be stuck in the way. Okay. What else do we have here? Am I happy that I did it? Yes. Do I love how I look? Yes. Do I miss them? Absolutely fucking not. I am so... I feel beautiful. I feel so much more confident in this body than I have probably in my entire life. My sexuality is really strong. Being able to like dress this body... I, I put on the clothing and I just immediately feel like, wow, this is how I'm supposed to look. I feel so confident and comfortable because they're mine. I think there's something about that. I never felt great um, showing cleavage. That was never something I was into. My breasts were, the size was fine and it fluctuated, of course, because I gained a lot of weight. You guys know that, 25 pounds. So sometimes I was a double D, sometimes I was a small C. I was trending towards like this D cup kind of a thing. But I saw a picture of myself uh, from a photo shoot about four years ago. And I was like, I don't even recognize her. I just look like I'm, I look like I was going to fall over. I just felt that they were very large and in the way. And they took up the whole picture. That's how I see it now. So, I don't know. I love the balance that my body has now. And I think the confidence that comes along with just saying, this is my body, this is the choice that I made, and I feel really good about it. Also, I think that's just part and parcel for, like, being in your early 40s and being confident as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that was already happening for me because of who I am and where I'm at in my life and the work that I've done, the boundary work that I've done, self-confidence and self-love work that I've done. So it was already there. And I think that's part of the reason I chose to do this. It was out of self-love. It wasn't out of fear. I was like, I care enough about me and I'm strong enough in my own person to say, I don't need those things anymore. Right? When I was 25, that wasn't there. I mean, not even close. I've been a confident person in certain ways, but then in other ways, absolutely not. So I bought it. I put it in my body. Found it was toxic silicone. Took it out. Bye. So I hope I answered the questions that you guys had been thinking of, but maybe we're scared to ask about me and my boobs. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of questions and, and don't know how to ask them or are nervous. Oh, I guess the other thing I can talk about, um, and this is important uh, in this terms of me sharing because people don't talk about this side of things much at all. Coffee sip, thank you. Jonathan thinks they're great. 
So when I told Jonathan, so I went to him and I said, I'm doing this. I didn't say, hey, what do you think about this? Or I think I'm thinking about this. Let's chat about it. I said, I'm doing this. And this is when I think I'm going to do it. And I would just like you to know. So if you want to talk about boundary work and being confident as fuck, that's one of them. Right? Women get breast implants all the time to please their partners. And... It's a really sad fact, and I know this because my doctor said it to me, in addition to me watching a bunch of other women talk about it in the Breast Implant Illness Facebook group, that their husbands or their partners were upset they were going to remove them, that they were fighting about it. People, have, Their husbands have left them. People have gotten divorces. People have gone into depressions about this. And I could not begin to imagine having a partner who is that attached to something that was fake inside of me like you have some real deep-seated issues if your husband is deciding to he does by the way not you if he's deciding to leave you because you no longer are going to have a massive piece of fakeness in your body that was never really real to begin with and you're going to change your aesthetic i'm really concerned about the love or lack of that was there. I don't want you to just be with me for my body. You obviously, I want you here to be here for my mind, for my heart, for my person that I am and who who I share my entire life with. It's not just this physical piece. kind of hard for me to put into words because I just, my heart, my heart actually, when I would stay up in the middle of the night from like two to five scrolling Instagram or it wasn't even actually very popular on Instagram, this breast implant illness um, stuff. It, and that's why I share so much. It was mostly on Facebook trying to look for somebody uh, who was like me. And that's why I share my story so much. I would come across these women that were just heartbroken because their partners weren't supporting them. And I could not begin to imagine if that had been me. If it was, I still know what I would have done. But to have to have that complicated factor on top of an already challenging decision, certainly not easy. And so I encourage any woman who's feeling, and I've gotten DMs on this and supported other women. If anybody's not having that support, please feel free to send me a message, an email, an Instagram DM. Because you, it's your body, your choice, Right? And why keep something that's potentially toxic, that is toxic and potentially causing a disease inside of your body um, just to keep somebody else happy? You're worthy of so much more. And I'm here to tell you that. Okay, um, so Jonathan's happy with them. Uh, That's great. But again, I would have still done it anyways. That's fine. Uh, He thinks they actually look better than they did before. So there's also that. Um, the other thing I'll tell you is the fat transfer. Okay. So this is going a little bit longer than I anticipated. Am I happy with the fat transfer? Yes. Do I think it absolutely gave me the cup size? I told you I have no fucking idea what my cup size is. My guess is something like a small B, 
um, maybe a larger A, I don't really know, because um, I don't wear bras, I just wear, like, little tank, I don't know, what do I wear, I wear, like, um, like, a pullover tank, like, bralette type things, and they're labeled smalls, so, there you have that, um, but I haven't worn bras for years anyways, so I don't really know, um, the fat transfer worked, in my opinion. We will see what Dr. Chatson says tomorrow because what I thought was probably going to happen for me if I didn't do it was I probably have a lot of skin and like a small A cup is what I thought was going to happen. Um, because again, when you do a lift, you're going to be again taking away some tissue. And I thought, all right, I'll probably be fairly small. So if we're going on our anesthesia, I have fat on my body that we can skim. Everybody asks this question, where did the fat come from? You hardly have any fat. Well, I have enough to actually create some volume. We put about 225 cc's in one boob and like 250 in another, I think. My implants were, uh, what were my implant sizes? They were probably about I don't know. Were they about that size? I don't even remember. Um, point being is that had I not done it, I definitely wouldn't have some of the fullness that I have now. And I am really pleased with how the shape is and the size that they are. Full disclosure, I'm going to ask Dr. Chatson tomorrow if there's possibility for a second fat transfer. Um, and I'm going to see what he has to say. He had told me at the initial surgery, he's like, I'm not going to do another one on you. This is it. You get one shot. So that's probably what the answer is going to be. I'm just curious because if I end up gaining and losing a little bit more weight, which we know I've held stable on my weight. Like I've maintained my weight loss for the last four years, five years at this point. I really don't foresee myself um, swinging much more. I have a five pound weight swing. Okay. That's where I'm at. I land usually somewhere between 130 and 135 pounds and so if that stays there uh, you know are we going to be losing what I have that's the concern right welcome to boobs uh where I'm going to lose weight first if I lose any more weight and I'm going to lose it in my boobs like how much am I going to lose so what would it look like if if we do another fat transfer and then I have a touch of weight loss like would that put me leave me like right here. Does that make sense? So it's just a question I'm going to ask. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if I'd want to do it anyways, because that's fucking liposuction hurt. The whole surgery out of everything, my incision didn't hurt. The explant actually didn't really hurt at all. Um, the drains were bothersome. And then once they came out, they were fine. But that was six days of kind of like annoying misery. The liposuction retrieval sites hurt like a motherfucker. I do not know how to describe this to you. I have a very high pain tolerance. Jonathan was like, you're like the best patient. He's like, you don't really complain. And I said, no, I don't. But it took forever. And when I say forever, I'm telling you like eight, 12 weeks for the liposuction areas to really start to feel decent. Like when I would go for a run, they would start to jiggle and there was like pain at the six week mark when I was cleared to exercise. And I was like, there's no way I can get on the Peloton. There's no way I could go for a run. I can just walk because the, and so my outer thighs was the worst that hurt the most. Cause I remember chasing after Chloe in the backyard and I was like, holy shit, it was almost breathtaking. So for what that's worth, um, the recovery from the lipo was the worst. And I don't know if I'd want to go with that again. By the way, don't forget, 
<laughs> if I were, if it was even on the table, um, I'd have to wear compression for two weeks. Remember that sexy ass compression garment that I had to wear that had the hole in the middle and then GP had to help me get in and out of it stuff sausage style, pushing my body, my butt back into it, trying to zip it up. I couldn't pee or poop without him because we had to unzip like the poops. I could pee, but I cut the poop. It was, remember that? Do you, <laughs> no, did we try to block it from our memories? Yeah, because I was vulnerable as fuck and he had to be in there and, you know, the, um, uh, I don't know. Anesthesia also really is a total bitch. So I, it took me a week to come out of that. And I have to tell you, like, it was nasty. So thinking about anesthesia exposure again and the recovery uh, with the two weeks in the girdle and then another, you know, six to eight weeks after that of even feeling decent in the inner and outer thigh and lower abdomen where I actually had some scar tissue and had to quash off. Mm, a lot of column... A lot of checks in the column for no. We don't need to do that again. So that is the real, real behind the liposuction situation. And this is why I say it won't fix your problems, by the way, because I will tell you, um, if you look at my body, it doesn't really look like I had liposuction. It doesn't. I'm not like beautifully sculpted. Uh, I still have some saddlebags. I still have hip dips. I still have some. I still have fat on the outer thighs. Um, there's still some fat on my lower abdomen because I'm supposed to have it there. This is what I've realized. This is the way that I'm built. Uh, this is the way that my body's being protected, and that's just kind of what it is. So even though I had fat removed from those areas and not a lot of it, probably a couple pounds all total, and put into my boobs, um, if I've gained a little weight this summer. It went right back to those spots. So if somebody tells you, hey, you have liposuction here, you're never going to get fat here again, bull fucking shit. I'm living testament to tell you it will go back to the areas that it was. Because even though they removed the fat cells, it's the body's like, hey, um, this is where you're supposed to store it. So for Jacqueline Boulay Price, uh, it doesn't even look like I really had liposuction. And that's the truth. So we'll talk to Dr. Hudson about that tomorrow and see what he has to say. Okay, long ass episode. I hope that this was helpful for you. If you're considering explant, if you're considering implants, if you're asking yourself, where do I even begin? Or I'm scared as shit and I know I need to do this, but I don't even know where to start or who to look towards or what do I do? I hope that this episode gave you a little bit of insight of to what it looks like at um, the recovery mark for six months. And then also please feel free to send me a DM or an email. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline episode of the podcast. Have a great day.